Welcome back to the Music Industry Podcast. It's it's a bit of a shame because we filmed that intro, recorded that intro, if you're listening on Spotify, for our new podcast. But that was in our regular studio, and we decided we want to put out more content more easily. Plus, the studio costs were starting to rack up, so we decided to have our own studio in our own office. So today we are filming questions that we have had submitted and do you want to explain where they've come from sure so we have a membership program and those members have submitted questions to us we did ask that they were specific to spotify because we wanted to be able to keep it kind of on one topic Mm -hmm. so all of these questions are going to be covering spotify whether it's your debut release whether you've got a couple million streams the questions kind of vary at what level you're at so i think i think it'll be useful for absolutely everyone yep and if you're not familiar with the members area it is essentially a space for people to get more access to information in the music industry. So anything that we come across that might benefit artists, we put on there now. Mm-hmm. So uh, essentially, if you wanted contacts for influencers, if you wanted sync opportunities, if you wanted to be able to submit your track to Spotify playlists, it's all going to be on there and it's just your way of being able to have access to more opportunities. We'll leave the link below and check it out. Mm-hmm. So should we jump straight in with some questions? Mm-hmm. So this first one, the member that submitted it, I know they've only released three songs so far. So it will make sense when I explain it. So the question is, I'm stuck at less than a thousand streams. What do I do to get past it? So the first thing I thought when I read this question was, you're only three thongs, three songs in. Three mm-hmm. thongs? Hmm. No. Three songs in. Probably would have got more streams. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> You're only three songs in. So I wouldn't necessarily be worried yet mm-hmm. about that. I mean, I think people always see it as, oh, I've got less than a thousand streams. That's so embarrassing. But for mm-hmm. one, who are you embarrassed? Who are you embarrassed is going to see that? And for two, if you're getting, say, you've got 999 streams, that's a lot of people listening. Mm-hmm. And a there's ridiculous a ridiculous amount. There's a level of panic that comes across an artist when they've got less than a thousand streams. And I really do wish that Spotify would just ditch this thing that they copied off YouTube where you can see the views and they decided to make it so you can see the streams mm-hmm. where the likes of Amazon Music and um, and Apple Music decided not to not to take on that. And therefore we don't get harassed on how you get more streams on Apple Music. For some reason, it's Spotify. And now, it used to be because Spotify is the biggest platform. Apple's the biggest in America. Exactly. So why more people are caring? So now that proves to me that it's an ego thing. It is panicking about what other people think of you. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I understand you have dedicated your life to your music. You probably got a little bit of resistance from family and friends, and you want to show that it was the right decision. However, if you have that mindset of panic, you make the wrong decisions and you start to cut corners. And that is when we see, I mean, we post it on our Instagram story when we find graphs from artists and on playlists where it's absolutely horrendous. It's borderline, like fraudulent what these playlists are actually doing. So it is so important that you start submitting to the right places and don't panic and take on some random guy who's going to tell you he's going to get you a million streams because mm-hmm. trust me if he could do that everyone would be on a million streams mm-hmm. but let's share our advice still although mm-hmm. that's our advice on how to sort of handle it 
I think for me, that's a mindset thing. You need to be in the right mindset before you start implementing the advice. Yeah, 100% agree. Because I think all of our advice is very much focused on long-term sustainable growth for artists. And that's what we focus on as a marketing agency as well, really getting that growth. But you're going to see it long-term. You're not going to see it in a matter of days. So I think with all the advice we're about to give on that topic, if your mindset isn't, cool, I'm going to see this growth, but it's going to take me some time, then honestly click off the video. Then Mm -hmm. there's literally no point you even trying to be a musician because you might get a viral hit, but that's probably about it. Mm -hmm. But bringing in streams, how to get over that 1,000 stream marks. And you actually did a full video on this. I did, yes. And I started with the same point. Now thinking about it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing's changed. Mainly (laughs) fake players. Nothing's changed, no. Mm -hmm. No. But bringing in streams. I'd, I'd say the advice has changed, though, a lot. I reckon TikTok didn't even exist no, when no. you did that. Well, yeah, it did, but it was it was not. We weren't pushing it like we are now. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think that's a, a good one to start mm-hmm. on, sort of just organic content in general. I think uh, because a lot of our content we speak about ads, mm-hmm. people think that you can't actually bring in listeners just from organic, and that's completely not true. TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube, these platforms, if you're putting out the right content, you can bring in people and you can get streams through it. And I think the easiest one is TikTok. Mm-hmm. You're seeing people get in the charts, get billions of streams from just putting out content on TikTok over a couple of months and they're just seeing the growth. And a really interesting stat that Music Business Worldwide released recently was that all the tracks that blew up on TikTok from organic content, organic reach, those artists had been posting on TikTok for an average of 18 months. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. I think most people upload for like a couple of months and then just get frustrated with the platform. So it shows that being consistent on the platform is going to massively help. Mm -hmm. So videos that are focused on your music, you can do it acoustically. You can just perform the track and have the lyrics popping up. You can explain what the track's about. All these sort of things are going to bring in a new audience, especially Mm -hmm. if it's unique. I'd say also the the captions are so important in terms of this is a song that would be perfect for someone feeling this. Yeah. I'd say the research in the last six months at Burstamo, we've noticed that emotion and feeling and saying what emotion is going to bring out mm-hmm. in the in when you listen to the song captures an audience more than anything else. So if you go back to our content two years ago, we were saying uh this song is great for running. Um, this song is great for any kind of like activity mm-hmm. or it could be inspiring you or it could be good for studying. And we did include emotion, but now we've had time and we've grown and we've got more data. We've been able to see that it has been a lot more effective to include emotion in the title and how it's going to make you feel. Mm-hmm. So we, we narrowed it down to, to, emotion only and then we went further in and we went past tense and present tense and future tense and it turns out that future tense was more uh more effective in getting streams so if you were to say this is a song that is going to make you feel x is a lot more powerful than that saying this is a song that is going to make you uh, um, for those who are currently feeling mm-hmm. and it kind of makes sense um it's embarrassing to People need to look at the data for these things because if you actually think about it, it makes sense. People want to feel something, Mm -hmm. but they don't want music to accompany how they are currently feeling. Yeah. Uh, So it's not just feel sad, listen to this sort of thing. I I feel like that did work. 
It's, but not oh, now no, as well. I'm, it works. Mm. I'm saying it works. I'm saying that it's more effective. Mm-hmm. More effective yeah. to be going future tense. But do you, I think the reason why is um, I think what's working very well for artists now, especially on TikTok, is getting people really invested in a narrative. Mm-hmm. And that narrative can be as simple as my boyfriend broke up with me. I wrote a song about that breakup. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I see that that more and more now people are getting so invested in it because there's so much music out there. There's over 60,000 tracks uploaded to Spotify daily. But if you don't understand the song, you don't know what's what's going to make you feel, you don't know what inspired it, it's just not as gripping mm-hmm. because you could listen to anything and there are so many good songs out there. So the one that's going to grip you is the one that kind of hits you hardest. And we're seeing that with um, people like Mimi Webb who would have a breakup and would play it to her parents and watch their reaction, all things like this where people are invested in that narrative and TikTok is the best platform for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while we're still on the topic of TikTok, I do want to say that uh, we're going to bring Sinead on the podcast hopefully next week mm-hmm. uh, to discuss things deeper in terms of how things are working between Reels and TikTok However, what I do want to say is from personal experience and watching people, TikTok feels like it's at the peak now. Mm -hmm. So if you think that TikTok is going to be around forever, A, it might be. But secondly, if it's not, we're at the peak now. So get on it now while it is hot because they've brought in that you can post up to what? How many minutes? It's like 10 minutes. It can't be 10 minutes. Well, it was three. I need to look that up. It was up. extended from three. It, really? I mm. thought I thought it was three. So it was first of all extended to one minute, yeah. then extended to three minutes, and it's been extended again. So, so for, for me, it's feeling less and less like a short form content platform and more like how can we take every single user from every other platform. Yeah, which is a huge mistake. And I thought that the problem with doing that is because people went on TikTok to be able to see lots of various types of content quickly, Mm -hmm. not to watch a 10 minute video. And if if 30 to 40% of your videos, you see them, and then you see that little white bar at the bottom, and you realize you're only 20% of the way through the video, and you're two minutes in, Mm -hmm. that means that You've kind of wasted two minutes because you didn't want to invest that much time into mm-hmm. a piece of content about how to cook pasta. Mm-hmm. So that, but I would have totally dedicated fifteen to twenty seconds on how to cook mm-hmm. pasta. So but also, if your aim was to watch a video on how to cook pasta on YouTube, where you typed it in, mm-hmm. different story entirely. Exactly, that they, they, your goal on each platform is different, which I think is important for artists to understand. You have to understand the end consumer and why they've decided to come onto that platform because then you can make your content according to Mm -hmm. that goal. And and the reason I say this is because we've been pushing it for so long and it it still is the number one most powerful tool for artists to be able to just upload a track and break. It's Mm -hmm. amazing and it still is the case today. However, that move has told me that it potentially might not be around forever. So if you're sitting on it, just upload something now because mm-hmm. we're not endorsed by TikTok. We 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 will just move on to the next hot thing yep. in our podcast topics when it dies. However, I'm telling you now to get on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, or- organic content is a great way to bring in new listeners and increase those streams. And on TikTok, you never know when more people are going to jump on it and it's be- going to become a trend, or whether your video is just going to get a shit ton of views mm-hmm. and you just get the streams off the back of it a great way to increase streams when you do get a video that does well is 
uh, pin a comment just saying the link to the song is in the bio. I think a lot of people struggle to get people off the platform, so from TikTok to Spotify, and that's a really great way of doing it. Uh, as well as the organic content, you can start using your marketing budget on advertising. So I, I've seen for us, especially that TikTok and Instagram are the best platforms for that, especially Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. So using that content that's done well, that organic content, and just pushing it a little bit further, being more targeted with who's seeing it and and having all that data so you can retarget those people and ensure that they're actually going to go and stream the track on Spotify. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was my nod to say I'm done. Okay. Okay, cool. Should we move on to the next question? Okay. Next question submitted was, how can I get onto editorial playlists? This is my debut release. Uh, We get this a lot. I think people expect editorials to happen immediately because the song's good. But like I said earlier, 60,000 tracks are uploaded to Spotify daily and that number's definitely increased since that stat was released. So the chances of getting a Spotify editorial playlist are pretty slim, Mm -hmm. but definitely doable on a debut release. We've worked with plenty of artists where we've secured that. But the main way to get that is using Spotify for Artists, filling in the form, and just going into detail. So clicking each button that's specific to you, so putting yourself in the right category, do not click every single button, uh, and then the the pitch at the bottom. I'd say that's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think, sadly, that press does make a difference if you wanted to get some press. Again, it's not going to get you streams, Mm -hmm. but it does get you credibility and it gives you something to put into that little box at the bottom. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Uh, But like I said before, it's not the make or break. We've had plenty of artists that have come to us and they are on editorial playlists already, but they're struggling to get an audience. But Mm -hmm. we've also got plenty of artists that are very successful, haven't yet got a Spotify editorial playlist. It's not proof of success but with success will come the editorial playlist so i wouldn't stress too much i would focus more on getting engagement with your audience getting people to push out your music through word of mouth just because they love it and the easiest way to do that is just having your fans on social media and engaging with them again image as well artwork is absolutely huge on on spotify to get on a playlist they want their playlist to look good they want the artists on those playlists to to be representing the spotify brand also your image on instagram is so important so even if you have 150 followers paying a photographer for a couple of days and some outfit changes spend two days just getting lots and lots of different pictures to flood that profile and let's be honest people don't look at your um, feed that often these days not feed the actual feed of pictures coming up Mm -hmm. not that often they're on reels of stories Mm -hmm. so don't worry about spamming people or bombarding them. Just get them up there as quickly as possible. If you really don't want to, then just hide your likes and then post it, archive it, post it, archive it, and then one day just unarchive them all. Mm-hmm. And then no one's. It's, if it's been like a week, then it's not going to come up on their feed. So, yeah. so you could just do that as well because I can't tell you enough. Like, if your image isn't right, the the, the curators are looking mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. A good way, like a good tip on how to know whether it is, is before you release, look at a playlist that you think your track is perfect for and just go through all the artwork and look at all their Instagram accounts mm-hmm. and you will see a clear theme. So if you go to something like New Pop UK, there is a certain aesthetic 
whether that's with artwork or their Instagram profiles or their Spotify profile, all of it kind of has a look. Mm -hmm. And the same with the music as well. If you think that your song is amazing, listen to the playlist you think it would fit in, play it for a bit, then play your song. If your song, the production isn't good enough or potentially it's not a great fit for that sound, start looking at other playlists and see which where else it might fit because once you know in your head where it might fit, mm -hmm. in the pitch you can add that in mm -hmm. and, it, and it just makes their job easier. If you remind me, I'll put in the members area a list of approved photographers as well that people can use. Good idea. Uh, it's going to be in the UK though, unfortunately for those people. But mm -hmm. we, um, if anyone in the USA is mentioned or something like that, I'll add mm -hmm. them into the list as well, but Good it'll idea. be UK-based. Mm -hmm. Next question? Yep. Do, do, do. We've only got two more left. Okay. How can I trigger the Spotify algorithm playlists like Release Radar? It's interesting how it works, isn't it, when we see our clients mm. uh, triggering the algorithm because it starts off with five streams on Discover Weekly. Mm. And then, like... And it looks pathetic as well. I know. As a company, we have to be like... Yay, five! But in our heads, we know got, that's going to have a couple of zeros after streams, a soon. streams, yeah. So it starts off with five streams. I don't know why it does this. It's not necessarily five. It could be five, ten, twenty. It's a, it's a abysmal amount. And then it just takes off like three weeks later, four mm -hmm. weeks later. And then I don't I don't know why it does that. It, I think it's testing it with a very small group. Yeah, and just, takes a while to make its yeah, mind up. Yeah, it's just like, do these ten people skip it? If so, eh, probably aren't going to push out some more. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, yeah, get get yourself on playlists where the, your genre is incredibly accurate. So um, don't worry about the number of followers. Just submit to playlists where your genre is perfect. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. Um, another thing is I think a lot of people don't really know how Release Radar works. So it's mainly like majority of that playlist is artists that you follow or artists that you've listened to in the past quite a lot. So it's not going to have a huge amount of artists that you've never discovered before on there. Mm -hmm. It's people you've at least listened to. So that playlist is a lot harder to sort of get heard on. But once you've had one or two successful releases, that one will really push you out. Mm -hmm. But the, the main one is, is the Discover Weekly. That's one where we've seen plenty of artists not get any editorial support, but Discover, Discover Weekly is bringing in tens of thousands of listeners uh, and the best way to do it like alex said smaller genre specific playlists uh, just bringing people to your profile you can also sort of incentivize your art your audience to make playlists or put your song in playlists which is mm -hmm. similar to your genre so if you've got a sad song make sure to push your audience to put it in a sad song playlist mm -hmm. and they those people you might be put into 50 playlists all with less than 100 followers but Spotify's algorithm immediately can see that your playlist, your track is on playlists with the word sad in it. That, yeah. that you never know with these things what's going to help and what's going to push it. So it kind of incentivize your audience to do that, whether that's with just saying thanks for the support, whether you do competitions, those sort of things are always going to help push it out. I think that's an amazing idea. Thank uh, you. I, I, yeah, because... Uh, I wasn't just thinking about the word sad, but the necessarily being associated with those artists. Yeah. Because then you're getting organic listeners. So you get two or three listeners on that uh, on that playlist. Mm -hmm. You're getting associated with those um, with those artists. So therefore, you could do a competition saying, uh, name, f put me on a playlist with five closest artists that you think I'm 
close to or something mm-hmm. like that and like you say give them some kind of incentive mm-hmm. to do it and find the best one and then give someone uh, a prize or tickets to the next show or mm-hmm. something like that then that's much better than a pre-save campaign as well because that's all a pre-save campaign is mm-hmm. is to like the song but we know that that doesn't actually do that much if they don't if they forget to listen to the song or they dislike it straight after and just did it for the competition mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. or also if it's some people thousands, don't listen to their like songs it needs to be either. thousands if you yeah, do a pre-save campaign and you had 50 people pre-saving it instead of pushing them to pre-save you could have spent your energy and used your feed and used your story posts to push them to stream it mm-hmm. which would have been a lot more effective and now you're having to do both which is just shoving your music down your audience's throat Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely push this. I thing. hate pre-save campaigns. It's Same. the and stupidest think, invention in the world. We used to as well. Uh, we used to. We did a whole video on it because it did work in the instances that we used it because they had larger audiences. It's just it's so old school anymore. from the industry. I don't know how this industry is stuck in the 80s in terms of like pre-order mm. to get it first in the mail. And for some reason, pre-save does not mean to pre-listen. Mm. So it doesn't make any sense to me. I'd rather bombard the audience once it's out. Mm-hmm. Teasers are fine. That If you want to play a clip to your audience or something like that and say when it's out, mm-hmm. that's totally fine. But to pre-save, it's just such a clunky waste of space on your mm-hmm. on your social media. Mm-hmm. Do you know who did a really good teaser video? And I think I mentioned her in the last podcast we did. Fletcher mm-hmm. did a teaser video before a track came out and took the song like a studio version, but removed words, and the words were like the shocking parts of the song. Mm -hmm. So the comments were just full of people guessing the lyrics. So as soon as the the track dropped, people were staying up late to listen as soon as it dropped because they were like, I need to know what that word was. I need to know who you're talking about or what adjective you used here. I need to know. And the fact that she did that meant that I would say at midnight, there were probably a couple of thousand people that streamed it immediately. Mm-hmm. That release radar is going to be insane. That Discover Weekly is going to be immediate. She's mm-hmm. going to be triggering the algorithm mm-hmm. immediately. And that is 10 times better than any pre-save you could do. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's a great example of how you can engage your audience before the release day without making it too salesy. Agreed. Final question. It is... I was told that I have to make my Spotify account look good. Is that even true? I've just uh, I've just answered it, mm-hmm. and the answer is yes. With the artwork side of things? Uh, yes. Yeah, I also think as well, um, for me, it's more... If I find someone on a playlist and I click to their profile, if that profile has just one song, no uh, picture of the artist, you go to the bio section, there's nothing there... You don't get much from them. And I'm definitely not then going to click through to their social media if there's literally nothing there and I'm not really vibing with it. As people, we we look at the aesthetic and kind of judge the brand based on that. And as an artist, your brand is you as a person. So the way you dress, the way you speak, uh, the way you even put captions out. So with your Spotify bio, make that personal. Make it written in the way that you speak have images which represent you and the clothes you like wearing and the style you have um, and just kind of keep it clean. Mm -hmm. 
So just having all your tracks up there, having them in the EPs, I think some people have messed up their distribution where they've got like the singles out, but then it's also repeated within the EP. Make sure you just keep it all in order and uh, it'll make it easier. And it will also make people want to go look at your socials if that is intriguing. I said on the last podcast as well, it's brilliant now that reels are on a separate on a separate part so you can go raw content for stories reels and then your profile itself just still looks amazing so yeah. you get the best of both worlds your existing sort of audience and followers yeah. get the raw stuff but those who are just glancing get the polished stuff so it's absolutely perfect and uh, i was actually a, um, a point to make on this topic is something i thought when we were setting up this podcast which is a lot of artists will have an idea of, of what kind of content they want to be creating. However, when you are making that content, think, can I do this three times a day? Because say, for example, you take a load of photos for your story and you send it to a photo editor or you take it home and you edit the photos perfectly and then you upload it. Can you really do that? three times per day and create that amount of content for your feed. So yes, you have an idea of what you want and it would be perfect, but is it sustainable? Is it something you can consistently do? Mm -hmm. And if it is, then you're going to be more successful than something you can keep up for like a week to two weeks instead of like setting up a perfect background every single time, making your, sure your skin is perfect, making yeah. sure you've got your good angle. Is your hair perfect? expecting a job um <laughs> oh, i thought you were looking at my hair being like is your hair no perfect? no no oh. um is if everything is perfect then that is not going to come along that often mm. also so, people don't really like it i think it's just done. no they don't but they it's don't. so done like I, I think we've got to a point where obviously with be real coming in people want to see more authentic stuff you've got some of the biggest artists in the world doing an instagram story where they're like just cutting up a banana mm -hmm. like people just want to see it uh, and i don't know whether it's because as like users we kind of rebel and like to do the opposite of what's doing well so we had this polished instagram influencer look where everyone was on yachts and had amazing figures and then we went to the complete opposite and it was like photo dumps and people just taking pictures of their toast in the morning and I don't know whether it's going to flip again it might but I'm seeing more and more people just wanting to see authentic stuff where they can see the real artist and maybe it's more relatable but you're still representing your brand whether that's through photography whether that's through your captions and uh yeah I guess we'll I guess we'll see with what direction that heads in yeah Good place to end it. Good place to end it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much for watching. If you do want to join the members area, then we are giving people as much access to tools, resources, contacts in the music industry as much as we possibly can. And it is just a small fee every single month. And I think what you're getting in terms of the opportunities that come Insane. along yeah. is incredible. So there's lots on there. So if you're interested, I'll leave a link below and uh, we'll see you in the next video or podcast if you're listening on Spotify. Cat. <laughs> oh my God. Did it stop? The timing.